This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell for your Wednesday morning, middle of the week already. It is Wednesday, the 30th of August, 2023. Daniel Pettigrew back in the chair to kickstart your day for the next hour, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Queensland, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast, one 300 01-1170, our open line number. Or you can text 0457-736-736. That's all before Vossi and James Magnuson this morning for breakfast for listeners in Sydney. Patton Heels for listeners in Queensland coming up after the 6 o'clock news. A lot to get through. News around uh, legend uh, of his sport retiring coming through uh, over the last 12 or so hours. We'll talk about that. Drama at the Bulldogs, the judiciary last night, the boom is getting a win, the US Open continuing, and the feud between the Roosters and the Rabbitohs. Not surprisingly, the war of words heating up with just a couple of sleeps left before that very important game out at a core stadium on Friday night. And we will have a chat with Matty Cox as well uh, from Traders News in a nutshell in Melbourne about all the big issues of the week, including these teams that are resting players. Uh, we'll get onto that as well. Some interesting team choices. Uh, in and amongst uh, all the resting. So we'll get to all of that as well. But most importantly, want to hear from you on anything this morning. one 1170 Wednesday morning, 2 past 5. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rain. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best and installer aim, Australia's favourite hot water, two past five. We'll get to the rugby league in just a second. Lots of uh, news around, but you may have uh, seen this overnight uh, or this morning if you're just waking up and checking the newspapers. But uh, one of the greatest jockeys of in Australian history, um, Damien Oliver, is going to retire. Uh, it has been revealed that he will call it quits in December after an astonishing career and which has transcended racing. Uh, now, he's scored a record 128 Group 1 wins among a glittering haul of more than 1, 000, uh, sorry, 3,150 winners. Three Melbourne Cups, four Caulfield Cups, two Cox Plates and a Golden Slipper. Uh, he'll retire after the Perth Carnival in December. Now, even if you're not a huge fan of horse racing, you'll know the name in Damien Oliver uh, being part of the sport for a long, long time. Who will ever forget his win uh, not long after his uh, brother passed away on Media Puzzle in the Melbourne Cup, um, and he will now retire uh, at the end of the year. So well done to Damien Oliver. Great career. Not done yet, of course. He'll still be around in this year's Spring Carnival. But it got me thinking, we talk about uh, team players and team sports a lot. Who are the best individual athletes you've seen of all time? Players that play by themselves in an individual sport. There's a couple that clearly stand out, but what nominations do you have? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Best individual athletes in, in any sport that they play in, uh, as long as it is an individual and not a team sport. Might, you can have, obviously, in some uh, cases, you could have a team sport and an individual sport, but best individual athletes on the back of Damien Oliver 
retiring. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Your thoughts on that? All right, let's get to some of the rugby league news. Firstly, uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs, who are out of finals contention, have been out of finals contention for quite some time, have launched an investigation into the treatment of one of their NRL players who walked out in the club recently after a disagreement with the coaching staff. Now, it can be revealed the player recently turned up to a training session and was told he was late. It is understood he believed he was well within the time limit set for training to begin. But there are allegations he was then made to wrestle more than a dozen players as his punishment. He became distraught and left training. The player is under contract at the club until the end of next season, but has vowed not to return. Um, The RLPA, Clint Newton said the RLPA is aware of a matter and will continue working with the player and his representatives to address it. Once we've completed that process, we will then contact club officials. We must stress that matters of this nature are incredibly private um, and should be respected. The Bulldogs are trying to manage the explosive situation behind closed doors. Uh, And Aaron Walbot and the Bulldogs chief executive said, the whole process is very sensitive. I can't comment. Uh, It's uh, falling apart at the Bulldogs. Talk a lot of players want out as well. Um, We'll get to that in more in just a second. But what is going, like you must be disappointed if you're a Bulldogs fan. After what promised to be a much more improved year. Um, I know they've been hit by injuries a lot, but still, it is really disappointing to see what is going on at the Bulldogs. Um, a lot of players wanting to apparently walk out. There's suggestions that at least eight players want out of the Bulldogs. Bulldogs fans, how are you feeling this morning? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Or 0457-736-736. Let's go for an early call, though, on the open line. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Terry from Hope Island's on the line. Morning, Terry. Morning. How are you, mate? Oh, be better if I wasn't having to drive to the airport. <laughs> oh, you're off to the... Now are, you, now, are you flying anywhere, or are you just taking someone there? No, flying, uh, flying to North Queensland. Right? Very nice, very nice. What did you want to have a chat about, mate? Look, um, I think there are too many to pick from. Um, if you have a look at the amount of amazing swimmers, mm. athletics, mm. golfers, mm. Um, all individual, um, we've got a plethora yeah. to be able to pick from just out of those categories alone. Yeah, and then there'll be others. You, you know, yeah. Hackett, Perkins, O'Neill. Um, the Campbell sisters, McEwen, McLean. You talk just the swimming. Then you go golf. You've got Jason Day. You've got Greg Norman, um, Adam Scott. Mm. Like the, the, the list of Australian athletes, individual. Yep. Um, for a country of our size. We punch well over our way. Certainly do. And Terry, that's just Australian athletes. You can look at other sports and other countries as well with individual athletes. But you are right about this country. We do very well with our sports, mate. Thank you for the call. Uh, how much longer until you hit the airport? Oh, another half hour. Well, uh, you drive safely. Enjoy the show, mate. Call any time. Thanks for the call. Great call. No worries. Bye. Uh, Terry on the open line. Great way to start the show. You can join Terry, 1300 01 1170 0457 736 736 on the back of uh, the chat about 
uh, Damien Oliver retiring, the best individual athletes in any sport, the best individual athletes in any sport. Uh, Jujitri from last night, no real surprise uh, about the situation that happened at the judiciary. Firstly, for the Roosters, Jodria Hargraves has copped a whopping seven-game ban after he failed in his bid to have a dangerous contact charge downgraded at the judiciary last night. Uh, He has now been charged five times this year. He had already accepted a three-match suspension for a striking charge uh, for headbutting West Tigers prop uh, Yuta Kamanu after a scuffle broke out following his late shot on Api Coracell. The Roosters, they chose to roll the dice in a bid to have their veteran prop, of, uh, prop available for the preliminary final if they get that far. Um, however, not successful, which means he's now going to be out for seven games, Jared Rehargrave. So uh, depending what happens on Friday night, could well miss the opening six weeks of the competition next year. Even if the Roosters, which I highly doubt will happen, even if the Roosters uh, went through and played until the grand final, he'd still be missing, what, two games, two, three games next year. So, uh, And that's very unlikely to happen. So that's uh, disappointing for the Roosters. And just as I said on Monday, it was a pretty silly uh, play by Jarrett Rhea Hargraves. Uh, Canberra as well, Corey Horsburgh won't play again this year. Unless the Raiders make the grand final after he was slapped uh, with a four-game ban for a shoulder charge on Corey Jensen. The judiciary panel of Sean Hampstead and Bob uh, Linda listened to a 40-minute hearing and took just 25 minutes to find him guilty with a unanimous verdict. Uh, Horsburgh said, I'm obviously very disappointed with the result. I just want to thank Nick for representing me. I think four weeks is a bit much, but it is what it is. So big blow for the Raiders. On top of that, Josh Papali'i out for the rest of the season. Definitely won't play this weekend against the Cronulla Sharks in what could be, depending what happens in uh, the matches beforehand, a must-win game for the Canberra Raiders. So that's just some of the stuff on our agenda. The best individual athletes of all time uh, in individual sports on the back of Damien Oliver announcing his retiring. Uh, We will talk about the teams that are resting players shortly. There's a heap of them. The feud goes on between uh, the Roosters and the Rabbitohs, the war of words heading into the game on Friday night. And also, what is going on at the Bulldogs? Bulldogs fans, how are you feeling? Uh, hearing all these reports coming out of your club. one 300 our open line number. You can text 457 736 We take a break. On the other side of this, we'll chat to host of Tradies News in Melbourne, Manny Cox. It's ten and a half past five. Good to have your company. Going to have a chat with Matty Cox in Melbourne in just a second, host of Tradies News. If you want to get in contact, talking best individual athletes this morning, Damien Oliver announcing his retirement, one 1170 or 0457-7367-36 as we head down to Melbourne and have a chat with Matty Cox, host of Tradies News in Melbourne. Now on SEN, on SEN. It's, it's time, time to, to trade, trade towns. And a very good morning to you, Dan. Hello, Maddie. How are we? Very well, very well for this Wednesday morning. We're on the verge of completing winter, Dan, which is always pleasing, well, apart from the fact that hay fever has sprung on us all, or well, certainly me. Well, that is bad news for you. Also, you're talking to someone that actually prefers the cooler weather, so I'm kind of disappointed. Oh. I-, I love the all, every aspect of summer. I just don't like the heat. Oh, I don't like it hot. Like, no one likes it 30 degrees overnight. Surely you're not a fan of that, Matty. Uh, I can take it or leave it. I'm not too mm. worried about it. Does it. I tell you one thing. It does make it easy to get out of bed uh, very early on in the morning when it is warm. I, I will grant you that. 
Yes, rather than putting on four layers in a snow jacket to uh, prepare to come into the studio. <laughs> yes. Particularly some mornings in the last week, which have been quite crisp down uh, here. 25 degrees in Sydney today. Uh, I think it'll be about the same in Brisbane. So we, we haven't really had a winter, Matty. What are you talking about? Go away. 15 degrees and showers for Melbourne today is the forecast. So uh, brilliant. Sounds Absolutely right brilliant. Uh, how are you anyway, Matty? Much been happening in sport. Of course, you've got a week off, which we'll talk about a little later. Not you, but the AFL has a week off. Not not you. You'd never take a week off. No, I'd love to take a week off, but unfortunately, mm. having I'm not like you. I'm, I'm not a part-timer. <laughs> no. Um, no. No, we we do this weekend the the buy round in the AFL, which has been the source of contention for us mm. for well since it was introduced, really. Although in saying that, this year I haven't heard as much angst mm. as there has been in previous years about the fact that we stop the momentum that we get to the end of the season and then have to wait around a week for the finals to kick off. There doesn't seem to be as much heartburn regarding that this year, which I'm keen to explore with my audience a little later on because it's a bit strange that it's a little more quiet than usual. But the reason it was, I suppose, implemented from our perspective was to reduce the impact of teams that were competing in finals or guaranteed to play in finals on withdrawing players Mm -hmm. to give them a bit of extra time off, which I understand is plaguing your competition as you head into the final round this weekend. Yes. Now, before I explain it from an NRL point of view, were there any teams last weekend in the AFL that did rest plays that were in contention for the top eight or are in the top eight? Not in massive numbers. Carlton had a few niggles, which you could probably give or take if it was during the course of the regular season, whether or not they would have missed the weekends. I'm not really counting that. Mm. And from everyone else that was in contention, not really. The the big, the obvious one for us was Geelong, but they were out of contention to make the top eight for finals, but they pretty much parked half of their team and sent them in for surgery and any of those that did have little niggles or did have little injuries were were out of the side uh, well before the round of footy last week. So that was the only real standout for us. So in a way, it has it's done its purpose in the AFL, I would argue, that the buy-around means that those teams that are trying to work their way deep into September with a healthy list, it does mean that they're not as, I suppose, cautious as what they have been in years gone by to ensure that they have a full complement uh, of a team when we enter the first week of finals. Yeah, it is interesting. So the reason we've been talking about it is, and I'll go through the finals equation for you a bit later on in our chat, Maddie. but there are a lot of teams, or not a lot of teams, quite a few teams that are resting players this weekend. And it started to become a trend over the past few years where if you're uh, coach thinks that your position is cemented in the top eight, and clearly for a lot of teams that is already the case, and you don't want to risk not even players with niggles, just players that, oh, look, I think every player to a certain extent will be having some issues, will have some niggles uh, around the place, but fully fit players, some fully fit players aren't even playing this weekend just on the off chance that they pick up an injury heading into week one of the finals. So, for example, the Broncos and the Storm have played tomorrow night. Uh, The Broncos are resting a whole heap of players. The Storm are resting a whole heap of players as well, although Ryan Pappenhausen has been named at fullback, which is good to see. But basically, outside of that, 
um, and with no disrespect to the players that are playing there tomorrow night, uh, fairly most of them are fairly known for reserve grade. They're not played first grade. A lot of players making their debut. Same for the Warriors uh, in their game across the course of the weekend as well. The Panthers have decided to, at least for now, name a full-strength squad. We'll see well, close to a full-strength squad. We'll see what happens with that uh, once the result of the Pat the Storm game uh, is played tomorrow night because the, uh, the Broncos Storm game tomorrow night because that has uh, potential ramifications on the minor premiership and whether the minor premiership will still be up for grabs for the Penrith Panthers. Uh, look, I, I think from a fan's point of view, Manny, most people say, look, we don't blame the coaches for doing it. Um, and... You'd want to. You have to worry more about what's going to happen in the next four weeks, and the premiership is the goal, not the minor premiership. And if you cannot move up or down on the top eight, there's no real issue with resting players. But I do think it takes away a little bit from the spectacle of the game, uh, Maddie. Um, and I just wonder whether we are going to look at in the next couple of years going down the AFL line and putting in. Uh, rest weekend in between the final round of the season and the first week of the finals. So we don't see situations like this where we see basically a reserve grade side running around in what should be a big match tomorrow night. So what would you prefer? Would would you, is there an appetite to have the weekend off in the NRL? Because in the AFL it's been around, I think, I think off the top of my head, 2016 was the first year that it, may have been in, introduced. Someone can correct me that on my text line if I am mistaken regarding that. But so we, we've had it for a few years now and it's bedded down. And as I said, there doesn't seem to be as much heartache when you take the temperature on this topic regarding the from the AFL community. So is there an appetite from the NRL who have been watching on for the last few years for this concept to be implemented and how much backlash do you feel there would be if it was? Yeah, look, I don't know. I think TV, firstly, you'd have to go to what the TV uh, Networks want Channel 9 and Fox Sports have the rights at the moment. So we'll have to see what happens there in terms of that. But... I look, the text line was 50-50 on it. I had a text on Friday actually suggesting it before we'd even brought it up about the fact that we could have the week off. But then there's some other people saying, no, let's just keep the season going. When we first heard about the AFL doing it, um, and even over the past few years, most people from an NRL point of view are thinking, no, we don't want that. I just wonder, though, if the tide is starting to turn a little bit. I think if you polled every NRL fan, there would be more people that would say, no, let's just get on with it um, and play the finals. I'm sure that's what the TV networks would like as well. And as I say, they'll have a big say in that. It is an interesting one. The other thing that I think the NRL probably need to look at doing at some point is, and I discussed this on my show yesterday, is what you guys do for your final round. Um, Because we've got a very interesting finals equation, which we'll go through shortly. Um, but our draw comes out in late October, November of the year before the season. So, what, four or five months before the season starts. And it's all set in stone. Uh, we used to have a situation, Maddie, where you'd only go five weeks ahead. And then people complained about that, rightly so, for the most part, because it was hard to plan interstate trips and the like. But then you get to this point where... You've got games that are very important, and there's three really or well, four really important games across the course of the weekend, 
and it would probably be nice to have them scheduled a bit differently to how they are scheduled uh, this weekend. So that might be something the NRL might look at as well about maybe being a bit more fluid in getting that last round um, locked in. We'll have to see what happens with that. But I don't think there will be a pre-finals bye or rest weekend, but I think the tide is turning a little bit with this resting of players. So the other theory to float with you this morning, which I briefly alluded to you last week, is mm. this concept of wild card round. Yes. We had a discussion in the AFL earlier this year mm. about ways to, suppose, extend the season or create more action. So the, the wild card feature for us, the concept that was kind of raised or floated and has seemed to have disappeared for the time being, at least for now, was that 7th would play 10th and 8th mm. would play ninth. Now, if you look at the AFL ladder after the conclusion of round 24 on the weekend, the Giants finish 7th, Sydney in 8th, and we'll discuss that a little later mm. on. And then you've got the Bulldogs 9th, Crows 10th. So mm. you'd have Giants, Crows, Swans, Bulldogs, which both of those encounters would be, you would be safe to argue, would be very tight encounters. Now, the question I think we had at the time when we were discussing this issue, mm. does that then compromise the integrity of a 24-round season or does the wild card round give an opportunity to the teams that are on the cusp? It's fair to say the Giants and Swans probably deserve the spots in the eight this year and the Bulldogs and Crows probably didn't because they were opportunities that they squandered particularly late in the season for the dogs. So you could argue that they would get a reprieve if there was a wild card weekend. I'm I'm open to it, Dan. I'm not completely shut off to it. I, I get the tradition and I'm very much a traditionalist. Mm. But the, to fill the gap this weekend, it would then enable the top six sides to still have that buy round this weekend. We enter finals, so then it, it becomes an extra challenge for those bottom place clubs. The the other clubs get an advantage. It, it's I, I think I'd have to see it. We had it in the VFL last weekend. It mm. probably wasn't the greatest of examples to use. Collingwood smashed Richmond by 75 points and Casey smashed North Melbourne by 101 points. Mm. But again, there's... There's a different level at VFL. So whilst it's, it was a good example to see the implementation of it and see how it works logistically, you can't look at the performance of the match specifically to say that it wouldn't necessarily translate into the AFL. I remember when that wild card proposal came up, what, two or three months ago, and we looked at it, uh, I looked at it from an NRL point of view and people would like it, and it was mixed response. I think a lot of people said no. There were a few people like you that were open to it. And then I've heard, uh, on seen on social media, heard people say, well, the NRL this weekend is sort of a bit of a wild card uh, weekend uh, because there's still 10 teams that can make it into the top eight. Obviously, a lot of them are already locked in. Um, but the difference is, is that we're still in, even though it's the final round, we are still in the normal season. My worry about it, and funnily enough, if we did have a wild card weekend, if, say, it was all set in stone and the wild card weekend was happening it would still be uh, the same four teams featuring this weekend that are playing for those last two spots in the top eight 
as we, we would be getting in wildcard weekend, maybe different match-ups, but that's probably about it. I suppose my concern is is that it's been a top eight uh, in the NRL and the AFL for a very, very long time now. Do you want to take away from those teams? Yes, they have only finished seventh and eighth, but and in this competition, in the NRL competition, there's literally two points separating seventh and tenth. But there are some years where it is a bigger gap than that. And do you want to take that risk of saying, okay, well, the seventh place team, let's say they finished on 34 and the 10th place team finished on 28, that's a fair gap throughout the regular season. But one game could change that. Um, And you don't maybe reward those teams that have worked hard. Um, As you said, I'm open to it. I, I don't know if it's an awful idea. I just wonder about taking away from the teams that have worked hard to make their way into that top eight, the normal top eight, and then have to play an extra game to try and cement their final spot, then all the other finals games on top of that as well. I suppose the counter-argument to that to debate you here, Mm. man, Mm. if you're a good enough team, then you'd qualify in sixth and above. Correct, and that is true. so, So if you knew that that was the objective, if you knew that you would be safe, for want of a better term... Yeah. And you strive to claim that sixth position. If you fall between seventh and tenth on the ladder, and that's a representation of where you are at as a team, mm. you opened yourself. You are vulnerable to having to challenge again to ensure that you do make the finals. And so often I think we feel, particularly in the, the AFL landscape, that will say the, the eighth place team or the seventh place team, they're just making up the numbers Mm. anyway and Mm. come the elimination final, Mm. even though we've had a a few shock results over the years, but come the elimination final, it's generally the higher placed team that progresses anyway. And I suppose, to back up your argument, is that if the rule change on the wildcard weekend was introduced as a permanent fixture, then you would know. So yes, I, I take your point. I just wonder... I suppose the other thing uh, argument about it is with the NRL players who have already basically come out and said they, and there's been a lot of arguments about this over the past couple of years about their workload. Would they like to potentially be playing an extra game? It is an interesting one though, because uh, look, the resting of players, whilst most of the fans understand it, they don't have a huge issue with it. Um, I just wonder what the broadcasters in the NRL think of it and what they will do going forward, especially going into the next TV Ryan deal. But I suppose time will tell with that. I'll get onto the finals equation for you shortly, Maddie, but uh, no AFL, but uh, so what are you going to fill your weekend with? The AFLW beginning, though, so that will make you happy. That will give you something to watch this weekend. Yes, Friday night, mm. the reigning premiers of the AFLW competition in Melbourne to take on at Collingwood at Icon Park, which is one of the great things, I think, about AFLW. I know we, we want to eventually progress the competition into larger stadiums, but to go back to some of the Traditional boutique venues is one of the great romantic elements of AFLW. So Icon Park's in action this Friday night, season eight. This is, will be mm. the second season with all 18 teams in the competition. You may remember this time last year when it was the, the second season within the space of about six months uh, was the first time we had all 18 teams. So we've had a year to bed things down. There's still issues with how the pathway programs and reserve competitions support the AFLW in this time slot. Mm. But to compare against the NRLW, the the AFLW has moved to this back end of the year time slot to essentially have some more 
uh, space to, to give yeah. it a bit more fresh air when it comes to the the condensed sporting calendar that we have. The NRLW, though, that's been on a different approach for a little while now. Mm. Your season is essentially lined up to conclude the same weekend as the NRL Grand Final. You're you're two, almost two months into your NRLW season. Yeah, round seven. So it finishes on uh, NRL Grand Final Day, a uh, big day, of course. Um, it is interesting. So we're up to round seven now, and our... Uh, League, our NRLW has been expanded as well this year with extra teams. It's gone now to a 10-week uh, run um, into the grand final. Um, I, look, I, I don't mind the idea of giving it more space. We had an example of that, um, if you remember, at the back end of uh, – sorry, at the end of – at the start of last year. So there were two competitions um, last year because at the end of 2021, the NRLW season got uh, postponed because of the COVID situation and uh, all the NRL players were up in uh, Brisbane and there was a lot of talk about that at the time. But then it got played in February and March of – last year and that was before any of the men's competition started so it really apart from the odd trial match uh, in the NRL it really had uh, space and there wasn't much ten- well the tennis had finished the cricket had sort of if it was on people had sort of lost a bit of interest in it so and people were dying to watch football uh, rugby league as you get at the start of every uh, rugby league season so I really liked the NRLW having its own sort of space there um, and don't get me wrong it's still very successful at the moment uh, some of the games are really really entertaining to watch great to watch but I, I do think um, and also heading into the finals in the NRL same with the AFL it does get a little lost in what's happening in the men's competition. And then what naturally happens as well, at least in a Sydney point of view, is people sort of start to take notice of the AFL finals as well, even if you're only a casual viewer because it is that time of year. So it is a very busy time of year to be running the NRLW competition alongside it. Now, still extremely successful, still really good to watch, but it would be great to have its own space, I think, at the start of the year, whether the players would want to do that or not, obviously not the nicest weather in terms of playing uh, football in that time of the year when it can get pretty hot. But, yeah, I think it might be something that they could look at. Whether they'll ever move it to that time of the year or not, I'm not sure. I think it's pretty much set in stone for this time of the year. But, as I said, I thought it was pretty good last year when we had it February and March leading up to the men's competition. Yeah, I I prefer from an AFLW perspective for it to be in the back half of the year. I don't mm. I don't think working it or starting it in January and having it finish as the season got underway, it kind of took the shine off the finals. Where at least now, yes, the round one is in clear air, and then mm. our attention probably turns back to AFL men's finals for the rest of September. But then it has its own air heading towards. November or early December, I think the grand final is this year. But the the one element that a lot of us down here crave mm. is for AFLW to be combined with AFL in terms of having more action on the event itself. So if you were mm-hmm. to attend a match day, the experience may be a curtain raiser or curtain closer AFLW game with a men's game in between. Now, there could be arguments about you know the the sharing of it and the profile of the game probably diluting it a little bit, but having it in the proper winter code window, which AFLW's never really existed in. Mm. Yeah, and just, oh, sorry, I was just doing a bit of quick math, something that would probably defeat my uh, reasoning about playing it at the beginning of the year, because the good thing about last year 
was that we, we it was only a four four five week competition, um, and it was done before you mentioned clear air. It was done before the start of the men's competition. But if that was to happen now with the expanded ten week competition, you'd be starting it in the first or second week of January, which is just not feasible in terms of playing uh, a winter sport in the middle of summer. So that's probably something that would stop that. Um, and, uh, look, I think what's really good just before we move on, I think what's really good with the NRLW is yes, you get these standalone matches. Uh, all of them are on TV, whether it be Channel 9 or Fox uh, League. But I was at the Roosters match the other day on Saturday, and 22,000 there for the men's game between the Roosters and the Tigers. But I reckon there would have been 10, 15,000 in there watching, at least by the end of it, the NRLW. So it is definitely gaining traction um, and continues to grow momentum, which is great to see. Yes, and I'll be curious to see the trajectory of how the two codes uh, continue to develop both the AFLW and the NRLW competitions over the coming seasons. It's a a curious parallel that's running between the two that we'll keep our eyes on. Yeah, and and speaking speaking from people who watch both the AFLW and the NRLW as well, they say the the standard's great in both, but the NRLW standard, it has to be said, is when we've just seen what the Matildas have done in the Football World Cup a few weeks ago, the women's standard is just getting better and better each year, which is fantastic to see. It certainly is. It certainly is. Now, the final round of the mm. NRL is up this weekend. Before we let you go, what's what's going to unfold this weekend? And is the Broncos story the most unbelievable thing in NRL at the moment, considering they were a rabble two years ago? They were a rabble two years ago. And even if you cast your mind back 12 months, Maddie, they had a really good season up until, what, round 18, round 19. And then when they were sitting in the top four and then failed to make the top eight. And I think people thought coming into this season, how much would that potentially scar them the end of last year. Well, it hasn't at all. Not yet anyway, and certainly hasn't doesn't look like it will. My question mark, and I know we'll talk more about this in weeks to come, I suppose my only question mark on Brisbane, who are my second premiership favourites at the moment, would be for the most part, they do there's a couple of exceptions in there, the lack of finals experience, but the way they're playing at the moment, they're the team that I think can uh, beat Penrith. They play for the minor premiership tomorrow night against the Melbourne Storm, but as I've already touched on, uh, they have rested a lot of players. So have the Melbourne Storm. It is in Brisbane, and Melbourne do have a good record against the Broncos, but with all this resting of players, it's very, very, very 50-50 on what could happen there. But if the Broncos win, they do win the minor premiership. As I said, Ryan Pappenhausen back at fullback after playing 18 minutes last week for the Melbourne Storm off the bench. It's good to see. We'll see how he goes for the full game. So Broncos, if they win, they win the minor premiership. The other important games, uh, Friday night, uh, the Rabbitohs and the Roosters. So, Matty, the Rabbitohs sitting in eighth. The Roosters are sitting on 10th, both on 30 points. Now, uh, if the uh, Rabbitohs win, uh, you can pretty much say they are in the eight. If the Roosters win, they've still got to rely on either uh, the Panthers beating the Cowboys or the Sharks beating the Raiders to make their way into the top eight. And what is really interesting, um, just to finish up, is let's say the Roosters and the Cowboys win, the Raiders, who have been sitting in the top eight for the most part of the year, but with their awful for and against could actually would actually miss the top eight if they lose to the Sharks. And that's the final game of the season, uh, regular season. So 
depending what happens on Friday night, depending what happens on Saturday, it could be all on the line for that final game of the regular season with the Sharks up against the Raiders. It's very intriguing. We know 10 doesn't go into 8, and we're going to find out uh, which two teams we're missing out over the course of the next four or five days. Well, 10 would go into 8 if it was a wild, a wild card, card round, weekend, we'll, yes. We'll I thought you there, might yeah. say that, yes. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> and it's similar to you guys. You, your uh, your uh, final scenario went down to that final game as well between Carlton and GWS. It did. We might talk about what the Giants have achieved next mm. week because it's been an extraordinary tale this season under the new coach, Adam Kingsley. And to finish 7th on the ladder, they didn't just scrape in, they finished 7th on the ladder uh, quite an extraordinary story to set up a elimination final against St Kilda while the Swans have got the Blues and yes. Brisbane host Port Adelaide in a qualifying final of the Gabba. But that's all in a week to come, so we might chat about that next week, Dan. L- looking forward to it, Matty. Should be a very interesting weekend of sport. Yes, go Storm and yes. maybe your Roosters. I'm not sure Thank if you. I'm on your bandwagon Thank just you. yet. You should be, you should be. Thank you, Matty. Speak soon. Thank you, Dan. Matty Cox in Melbourne. A sad song to finish off with. Thank you. Uh, it is 20 minutes to six. Any thoughts on any of that wildcard weekend in the NRL? Would you like to see it? Would you like to see the pre-season or the, the pre-finals by? So end of the regular season, by then into the finals. The wildcard weekend, uh, it still intrigues me. Uh, I still don't know about it, but would love to hear from you. Would you like to see, and the, and the funny thing is, just before we take a break, and we'll get to your text on the other side of the break, the funny thing is about that, as I was saying to Maddie, was that at the moment we've got in 7th Raiders, 8th South, 9 Cowboys, 10 Roosters. Now, they would still be the four teams involved, just the way it's worked out, because the Sharks, even if with, uh, well, actually, no, not necessarily. Actually, the Sharks could uh, move back down to that uh, wild card zone if they were to win. But let's say it all stayed around the same and the Raiders lost. It would still be the same four teams um, and potentially the Roosters and Rabbitohs clash again next weekend. Um, I don't know. I, I like the way uh, that we have it at the moment. But would you be open to a wild card weekend in the NRL? Would that be a good idea to then give the top six teams a break heading into the finals? And maybe we could see the resting of players stopping. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Don't forget, by the way, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to America's, American footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you're in with a chance. Back with all of your texts on the other side of this. 14 to 6. Uh, the Boomers have kept their World Cup dream alive with a comfortable, if not uh, if not a bit unconvincing, uh, 109 to 89 win over host nation Japan uh, last night in the World Cup. Uh, next stop is a date with Slovenia. Uh, so we will have to see what happens uh, there. But the Boomers got the win over Japan, an important win, 109 to 89 against Japan uh, last night. Uh, still need some improvement. Uh, some text. First one here from James. He says... Is it wrong that I'm hoping for a draw on Friday night and both the Roosters and Souths miss the finals? I just had a quick look at that. Thank you, James. I just had a quick look at that. Uh, if Souths win, there's still half a chance of making the final. Uh, sorry, if it is a draw, uh, Souths still have half a chance of making the finals on 31. The Roosters would be done. No, we don't want a draw in that game. Um, that war of words has escalated. Uh, the Rabbitohs reportedly believing the Roosters are behind leaked text messages that have caused more drama at the club. Um, 
the text, uh, this is uh, behind Rod Churchill, the text which called Mitchell an imposter, among other stinging criticisms, was then leaked, as we know, a week before the club square off in a winner-takes-all clash this Friday. Um, South Sydney are of the belief in that some way the Roosters helped to get this out there and they are playing each other. Meanwhile, uh, Mark Burris, uh, one of the Sydney Roosters directors on the board, has dismissed South Sydney Russell, South Sydney owner Russell Crowe's fabled book of feuds as not modern and not helpful. Uh, they're expecting a crowd of about 40,000 there at a core stadium on Friday night. And Burris said, although they are indeed a foundation club, somewhere along the way, the Roosters uh, lost their soul. Sorry, this is uh, in the book of feuds, not Burris. This is Russell Crowe saying that. They simply don't have the tradition, the stories, or the romance that is South Sydney. Uh, Mark Burris uh, said fans shouldn't be encouraged to let tribalism spill over. And he said, for me, the rivalry between the clubs means everything. It's what we've grown up with. Controlled tribalism is what keeps rugby league alive. The Book of Feuds, for example, I don't think that's very helpful. That's not modern, and I don't think we uh, think that way at the Roosters. We want to put it on the field. It's all about results. Yeah, 40-odd thousand there on Friday night. It is going to be a pretty hostile atmosphere, I think, uh, at least before that game and during the game, and we'll see what happens on the field. Uh, Great individual athletes. Kiwi Joe says Kelly Slater. Yes, very good nomination. Re the wild card weekend. A couple of texts here. This one, firstly, from the Oval Treeman. Hi, Dan. A wild card round would likely give the team coming 10th a chance to make the playoffs, even though they may have lost more games than they won in the regular season. And that from the Oval Treatment. Um, yes, that that would be the case. And I'm, I'm not sure whether that would be a good thing. I, I don't know whether it's a good thing or not. That's kind of my argument, Oval Treatment. And I know Manny Cox said, and he did make a good point, that you would know that this was the situation coming into the season. It's not going to be sprung upon you midway through the season or one round to go. Uh, I, I still, I'm not convinced on it. Uh, I'm open to it and maybe he's tried in another competition, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. And he makes a good point though. If we had a wild card weekend, then the Eels would still be a chance of the top 10. Well, yes, they would be because uh, they would be getting the buy um, this weekend and they would go to th- uh, 30 points. But uh, no, uh, no wild card. I'm sorry, Andy. No wild. I'm not even sure if you are an Eels fan, but if you are, uh, Andy, sorry, uh, no Eels and no wild card weekend this year for you. Maybe next year. Uh, 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. More texts and we'll update you on the US Open right after this. We will have a comprehensive update on the US Open when we speak to Chris Perkins tomorrow. Tanasi Kokonakis is on court, though, at the moment. Uh, he's lost the first two sets, 6-3, 6-4. Won the third set, though, 6-3. And it is uh, just beginning in the fourth set. Andy Murray also in action. Won the first set, 6-2. It's 4-3 uh, in the second set. So we'll have more uh, with the US Open with Chris Perkins. Brett Phillips across the day as well on SEN. Uh, a couple of texts to finish off the show. As you call us said on uh, individual athletes, so many great individual athletes in Australia, let alone the world. Aussies that are nearly always in the discussion would include Rod Laver, Dawn Fraser, Herb Elliott, Ian Thorpe, Cathy Freeman, to name a few. Uh, good text. And this on the Bulldogs from Steve, the Colleton Bulldog. Morning, Dan. I'm frustrated, annoyed, and angry, to put it bluntly. 
I've been saying for half the season, a lot of the players have no pride committed to the club and jersey and uh, have just been being lazy. Cheers, Steve. The Colleton Bulldog. Yeah, really interesting to see what's happening at the Bulldogs. So this is through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. James Manguson along with Vossi, big Bulldogs fan, James Manguson. I'm sure he'll have his say on the breakfast show after 6 AM. Patton Hills for our listeners in Queensland. Have a great Wednesday. I'll catch you tomorrow morning from 5 AM.